Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and... Toby Harris. Tobois. Tobois. The Tobinator. Please. <laughs> the Tobinator. Mm, good. That's good, isn't it? That's very... Wow, yes. Did you make that up now, or is that a long-standing nickname? No, that's that right yourself? now. That's, I've plucked that out of thin air. Or thick. I thought you said my thin hair. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, Matt, it's been a great week. We've had obviously a week off because yes. I couldn't get myself together. My fault, everyone. I haven't gone on a ski holiday like Tobes. I don't even have a good reason. <laughs> but anyway, we're back this week. You've got a good reason. You're seeing family, weren't you? Yeah, but it's not that good a reason, is That's it? It's not like I went overseas reason. or anything. I did. Yeah, I did, did to yeah. see family as well. So. well. Before we get into the podcast, oh, how can people support us? Tobes. Oh, we haven't plugged ourselves. We haven't for plugged ages. ourselves for ages. Yeah, like, share, review, review, email in. But good segue though. Hey, eh? we've got a few reviews to read out. Yeah, this is our messages from supporters, and some of these are quite old, but I've only just seen them, <laughs> and <laughs> I think they take such a long time to make their way through to Google Podcast reviews. Do they really? Yeah. Or. Apple Podcast. So how? Reviews. What? Do, oh, remember that that really good guy who gave us like two, two stars. Yeah. What yeah. a nice kid. What a nice guy. But anyway, do you want to read the first one? Yes. So first one is titled Geordie, as in Geordie Barrett. Yes. Uh, I stated, and this has come from G Roberto. Oh, oh yeah, G Roberto. What a great name. <laughs> okay, it starts off. I stayed in a hotel in Manly last November during the rugby championship. Parked the car in the underground car park and headed to the lift. Just as I was about to press the button, the doors opened and a large man wearing nothing but a towel walked out looking confused. It was Geordie Barrett. I loved him. <laughs> I loved him. I loved him for it. Great pod. I think <laughs> Nothing was, about the podcast. I think he was looking for the... 
for the, either the sauna <laughs> yeah. or the pool. Yes. And he's gone and he's down gone to, to the, the basement. Car park. <laughs> typical typical <laughs> Geordie. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that just shows what kind of a man he is. Uh, the next one is from Ben Zealand. Do you see what he's done with that? Yes. They're very good. Now, I've been looking for a podcast like this one for ages. The boys not only take a deep dive into this New Zealand rugby and all the super rugby, but also cover off the internationals and European games happening just and then I've run yeah. out of gas so I just wanted to say thanks for the Ben Zealand yeah. for that one uh, the last one this oh. comes from I'm guessing the Razzler the Dazzler do you want to read that one out best rugby podcast no that's not do you that think must that's be the, I think that's the Razzler Dazzler yeah I don't think it is go on just read it out okay I love this podcast Damien and to- well it should be Toby and Damien but it's not have so much Hang fun on. doing it. My name is spelt incorrectly. <laughs> it's got an A rather than an E. How dare he? Darren W70. <laughs> I don't reckon that's Razzle okay, Dazzler. Go, go for it, mate. Anyway. <laughs> anyway um, okay, I'm going to start again. I love the podcast. Damien and Toby have so much fun doing it, and their joy and laughter is infectious. Ooh, just like COVID. <laughs> Every, every no, hang on. <laughs> if, if we were as infectious as COVID, we'd be way more popular. That's all we got to say. That's very true. Very, very true. Um, their friendship and chemistry make it entertaining and their love and analysts of New Zealand rugby make it informative as well. I enjoy their game recaps, listeners' questions and head-to-head quizzes that I always win. A great pod get into it so thank you very much for that and yes. we've got a few more but we're not going to read them all out we just wanted to sort of highlight if you wanted to support us things like yeah. that go a long way but we love the emails in don't we we love the emails in embarrassing stories like Kano's yes. from last yep. time we've been on the podcast all of those things are much appreciated so if you wanted to support us get across and do that definitely but we're over to breaking news kindly supported by super xv Rugby website. For all your rugby needs. Yeah, absolutely. So first story up. Eddie Jones provides clues to New Look England. I like the story because it's a bit of an Eddie Jones day today on the podcast. Steady Eddie. And he is hinting that he's going to play Marcus Smith. Apparently he's injured. (laughs) Has he injured? Was going to. He was going to play Marcus Smith, which would be absolutely fantastic. And he's really, really talked up Tom Curry. And he said he's Richie McCaw-esque. Which I, I can kind of see I that, kind actually. of agree, yeah. I kind of agree. So what I do like is I like how he's going to have to make some changes. Yes. It worries me because I think it's the right thing to do and England will be stronger for it. But um, we're also looking at guys like Alex Don Brandt, who I think is sensational and if he's going to be involved that'll be that'll be massive as yeah. well so obviously Billy Villapola at the moment's not in there and if Alex Don Brandt comes in he's an intelligent rugby player smart really smart rugby player so it'll be interesting to see how they go I mean to be fair they've only got Tonga though they've got Tonga this weekend yes and it's not going to be much of a battle going on the fact that Scotland beat Tonga what was it, 60, 60 points something. to 14? I don't know. I would imagine that England are going to be... Oh, they'll get put 80 past them. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. But uh, I like the fact that he's going to change his team around. Yeah, no, what, he needs to, though. What I also like is by doing Marcus Smith, by selecting Marcus Smith, potentially, you've got guys like George Ford who are ripping it up in the premiership at the moment. And one of our stories is about that. But it's good to see those players yeah. who have been dropped. Yeah. Uh, showing up. steady well, Eddie, why have you dropped me? Basically, well, they have to, don't they? Otherwise, yeah. they've just been—they're just going to sit on the sideline. And this is my story, you know. Why Jamie George? You know, he was a bit angry, and we've got um, Simmons as well, a bit annoyed. But steady Eddie is delighted. Yeah, he's delighted you know, he's, because they're playing well. They're playing well, but also. They're showing their frustration. They're talking about their frustration, so he knows right. They are annoyed, and they, so they they're do fighting want to come for back. Their, that's right. And now they're absolutely ripping it up. He's the one I don't really understand why Jamie George. Jamie George is just a fat fool. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Have you seen the size of his moves? <laughs> Bigger than he, yours. What I mean? Oh, that's harsh. They must be pretty big. Um, <laughs> Jamie George has always been like that, and he's he's played pretty consistently throughout. He's a good player. He's knocked out Dylan Hartley from you know the yeah. squad who was the England captain. I don't see any difference to to how he's played. And then you've gone Cowan Dickey in his replacement, who is a very similar player to Jamie Jamie George. So I can imagine Jamie George coming back into that. I reckon Cowan Dickey was more like um, what's his name who got who was the captain. What's his name? You just said his name. Yeah, Hartley. Yeah, I reckon they're more similar. They're a mongrel. No. Yeah. No. No, mate. No. I, I, right, oh, no, Genge. Genge, yeah. Genge is a prop, though. Yeah, but he was a mongrel. Yeah, he's a mongrel, yeah. Yeah, they're both like... Like Hartley. Hartley is a, an angry New Zealander. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, so that, that's... He's a bit like... Um, who's another angry New Zealander that we know... You know, just someone that is just, they're not even that good, but they're just so competitive and so angry. Oh, I don't know. And upset with the world. Do you know? I'm just trying to think. Oh. There, there, there'll be many, There'll many be Probably like Gatlin. Gatlin was probably that angry New Zealander. A little nugget. Yeah, a little <laughs> nugget who never gave up. But Simmons, he's good been... He's British been... Lions. And then he doesn't make the, no. the, the wider squad. Why is that? Is that because Gatlin sort of undermined him in a way? You know, he didn't make the England squad, so Gatlin was like, well, we'll pick him for the Lions because he is that good. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a little bit of horses for courses, isn't it? He's not the biggest eight. No, he's not. He's not. He's but very New Zealand quick. don't have the biggest eight. No, no, but what I'm saying is if you're looking for a big eight, he's not your man. No. So and that, I guess that's what Steady Eddie's looking for. Yeah, he's always been... A big guy. You know, wanted to have a big eight. Well, I guess he's trying to show his lack of. But then you, if you're looking for a big eight, you've got Billy Villapola, who you who's could choose, who you're not choosing, out. who's being dropped out. Who knows what Eddie Jones is thinking? I think he plays a lot of mind games. Definitely. A lot of mind games with his players. So I'm sure that Billy, I'm sure that Jamie, I'm sure that George Ford, I think those three, and potentially Marco, Mm. We'll all make it back into that World Cup squad. I, I don't a, reckon I, Marco Vonopola will. He's he's going to go to France, isn't he? He's going to get on the wine. He's going to get on the cheese, and he's going to blow up like a balloon again. <laughs> he could, and Billy might follow him as Billy well. Billy definitely will follow him. <laughs> all right, mate. My my next story here 
is another Eddie Jones story. Eddie Jones responds to the anonymous accusations leveled at the England regime. What I like about this is the the anonymous, and we mentioned this, when he finally leaves that coaching role, the knives will come out. Oh, so many. But it seems like some of those knives have already started to filter through anonymously. So we're looking at uh, a newspaper report, uh, um, one of the uh, journalists went and got statements from past players, past coaching staff, uh, and current players okay. about the regime. And it is a regime, isn't it? And it, it is a regime, saying that there is no fun. It's just, it's hard not a nice, work. it's just hard work, graft, and, you know, you can only survive in that regime for a length of time. And maybe that's why Billy and Marco and that sort of, those sorts of people have been pushed to the side because they couldn't really hack it. Oh, I absolutely agree. I think if but you, they, they almost don't want to hack it. N- not anymore. No. Yeah, they've had enough. Yeah, they want to enjoy playing the game that they grew up loving. I mean, he's ruthless with his players, but he's equally as ruthless with his coaching staff yeah. as well. By the by, the sounds of it, he oh, goes really? through coaches like you know they can't, they almost only stay with him for like a year and a half. Wow, and then he moves on with with others. I mean, you know, like someone like George Ford, I'm surprised that he's got rid of George Ford so young, so talented, and seemingly how is Farrell still in there I think Farrell's just like the he's the glue mate Brown you don't Brown nose he's not a brown noser mate he's a great guy and a good player apparently he did you say really good player? really good player really good player but old school but good player mate reads the game well as you can probably tell by the silence I definitely agree with him righto Malachi Fikitoa. Oh, I like the story. Yeah, it's a good story. He's going to play for Tonga. For Tonga. Against, against England. Come on, boys. Mm. So he is currently playing for... Wasps. Is it Wasps? Yep. Um, and he's made the switch. So he played 24 times for the All Blacks. Yes. And, and he was a fringe player, wasn't he? <sighs> yeah, he started a few times and... He was all right. He played in the World Cup final, and so he was actually pretty good. Did he play in the World Cup final? I don't know. But he, he went to the 2015 World Cup. He anyway. got dumped, didn't he? So he got dumped off, and then they brought him back. Yes, I think so. So I think he'd already signed to go and play in Europe right. when they brought him back. Okay. And it's, it's a bit of a sad story, because I think if he had stuck around, knowing where we are at the moment with our midfield, he probably would have got another crack. But I think the money's just, you know, when when you get dropped out of the All Blacks and someone comes with a checkbook and says... You go, yes, please. Yes, please, yeah. I mean, to be fair, he um, he wasn't a very smart player. player. And if you listen to some of the interviews... He's not a smart person. Is that what wolf, you're trying to wolf, say? Wolf. Anyway, he's made the switch. Do you know he's a doctor? He went to uni and is a doctor. <laughs> well, you're lying. <laughs> Because he made his test debut at 22. Anyway, um, so he qualified. So he qualified because he played at the Olympics for Tonga Sevens. Yeah, for the qualifying yes. to get into the Olympics, which Correct. they didn't manage to get into the Olympics. No, but because he played that game. Yep. He, it was. It's almost like a loophole. 
it's a loophole because normally you've got a you can only play two tests for your country to then move on to another country. Is that correct? I don't. I think it's. I think as soon as you run on the pitch, I'm pretty sure as soon as you run on the pitch, it's it's you're, you're deemed to be have here. We played. go. And now there's a new story. Well, the story that sort of goes along the sister story to this that World Rugby are now voting to change the rules. So the current rules, under the current rules, a player is captured once they had uh, once they have won a senior cap. Yes. Yeah. So a nation's 2-15 and sevens team can also capture players. So that's tier 1 and 2. Okay. That's what I get from that. And are thereafter tied to that country and able, un, unable to play for another. Okay, and what are they looking to change the rules to? Well, they're just looking to relax that. Under the new protocols, player will be, players will be able to represent the country of their, their or their ancestors' birth after a three-year three stand-down period. So three years without playing for that country. I don't like that. I don't like that. I have to say, I don't, I don't like the idea of someone playing for England moving to New Zealand and then playing for the All Blacks with only three years. I think that I, what I understood was was they were going to look at players playing for... Like, let's give an example. If they play for New Zealand, then haven't played, they could go and play for a Tier 2 nation after a stand-down period. That's what I understood they were they were going to look for. Okay. So if they relax it further than that, I would say that I think they've got that wrong because it's not about players making money because potentially if you come from New Zealand, you play for New Zealand and then after three years you can play for England, well, you're doing that for money, potentially. Um, whereas if you are, have Tongan heritage... You go down. Or... Japanese heritage or Samoan heritage or American heritage or yeah. whatever and you give it a go for New Zealand where you've gone to school or potentially you've even been born and then you go I want to go and represent Tonga after three years I think that's a great change in the rule because it will improve tier two nations you know whereas if you give them that much leeway potentially you're just going to have tier one nations sharing around players I disagree I disagree because I want to, and it'll annoy you, but also because three years out of the top level of rugby is difficult to come back from. Not if you're young. Not if you're young and you're playing in, in Europe and you're playing against you know good teams. It's not. I don't think so. Well, I know, still, you, I still you, think it is. Well, you think Fikitoa? You think Fikitoa? Pier, Charles, Charles Pietau? Both of those guys could go and play for England. They, they, I, they, Fikitoa they, wouldn't make the team. No, no, but what I'm trying to say Charles is... Charles Pietel might, yes, you're right. What I'm trying to say is no, that I, potentially I if, they had, if they had any... I get what you mean, but New Zealand, you, you lost your chance. Yeah, I just I don't like You lost like your chance. It, England, with a good player, George... Not George Ford. Oh, yeah, George Ford. Comes to New Zealand, plays for the Blues for three years. We pick him up. England, you lost your chance. Owen Farrell comes to New Zealand. No. Plays for Canterbury, <laughs> plays for the Crusaders. Gets dropped from Crusaders, <laughs> becomes a sheep farmer. <laughs> New Zealand's lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you got? 
have you got another one? Yeah, I'm really have upset by this story. One? So, it's World 12, funny. World Rugby yep. has turned around and said they do not wish to explore this concept oh. further. And they're going to concentrate their efforts on trying to get this World Rugby calendar sorted. Okay. So, you won't get that sorted. And you won't get the World 12s sorted either. So then we're still going to be in the same situation we are, which is could have been fantastic, yeah. could have been a great competition over three weeks. Bish, bosh, bash. Everyone makes a load of money. Players stay in their countries. Uh, massive TV deals. Huge TV deals. Great mm. for world rugby. Full stadiums. And what we're going to have is the same old, same old, same old, same old. Yeah, I see. I didn't like the 12s idea, so I'm okay with that. Love the 12s idea. Honestly, would have been brilliant. I'm not sure why they just didn't do 10s or, I mean, 15s, I think you might just get some nil-nil draws. That's the only thing. But 10s would have been great. 10s would have been good. But I'm up anyway. for 12s. I'm up for 12s, mate. I know, I know, I know you are. That's why I'm not. <laughs> so I've got a couple more. You've got a couple more? Yeah. Wow, you're really pushing the boat out today, know, aren't you? Um, I feel ill. I feel under the weather. <sighs> anyway, Matt Ke- uh Matt Keely? Carey? Carly? Yeah, Matt Carly, mate. Matt Carly, the referee. <laughs> the referee. Yeah. He uh has been bored in by Steady Eddie. Is he bought in or bored in? He was brought in. Oh brought in, right, okay. <laughs> brought in my mind. Uh to Referee some of the games or some of the training games in the England camp. Great idea. Very good idea. Now, Steady Eddie has worked side by side with NFL teams, hasn't he? To get ideas and that sort of thing. And that's what the NFL teams do. Oh, man, it's a no The brainer. article doesn't say that, but... I mean, I, New Zealand I, I, have been doing that for years. Australia have been have doing they? that for years. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, they always get the referees to come in and do sessions with their players. Yeah referee some of their training matches I don't think it was sessions but it was refereeing like the training week so I think it's a good idea and you you almost get to know what the referees are looking for and missing do you know what I reckon it'd be a better idea for them to get a New Zealand referee to referee them and it would be a better idea for New Zealand to get a French referee to referee them do you know what on the weekend when New Zealand played Wales when I saw the referee, oh. I went, oh. Yeah, so every <laughs> French referee is like, oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be a bad game. <laughs> but it wasn't. That no, was a good anyway, game. Anyway, last but not least, former All-Back player oh, Carl sad, Heyman sad reveals early-onset dementia. So he's joining the legal action against world yes. rugby. I think this is a really sad story, and I can tell you why. I played with Carl Heyman. Did you? He had a skinhead back in those days. He? he was still the same height and same weight he was when he played for the All Blacks. He, he was absolutely huge. massive, right? And he was scary because he had a skinhead. Mm. But he was one of the nicest guys I've ever played really? with. And it seems like, potentially, this early onset dementia has made him quite angry and aggressive. And he unfortunately had an, interca- um, an altercation. altercation with his wife. Really? And oh. he, he mentions in the article that he's really upset and saddened by this, that he has to live with that for the rest of his life. Yeah. He's 41. 41, 45 tests for the All Blacks, and he played more than, well, he played 450 professional games. 
I think is and it takes a toll though on your body and on your brain, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, and I think the issue that that he has and maybe others will have, like Charles Piatar and these guys, when you go overseas, you're not obviously looked after by the NZRFU no. or or the Australian, you know, or whatever, and you're not given your breaks. And you are literally a commodity. Yeah. They've paid a lot of money for you. Yeah. They want to get their um, pound of flesh from you. Definitely. And I think he mentions that there was quite a few times when he wasn't really ready to play, but, you know, they'd, they'd just say, oh, get out paying, there and play. We're, yeah, we're paying you X amount. Come on. Yeah. And he and he didn't he didn't really have an issue with it because he was getting paid well, he, he mentions. But obviously, when he looks back, he thinks, they didn't really have my long-term health in their mindset, it Definitely was all not. about we need you to play tomorrow. Why would they though? Because this, this, he's a person, mate. Yeah, but these people don't care. Come on, they I just want to win should, matches. They, should they care. want to win they premierships. Care. Of course they, they do, but they should care. Of course care. they should care. But they don't care. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I know. You shouldn't say it. Far out, man. Right. Mate, it's over to the results. It is. Do you it want is to start us off? Results. Yeah, yeah, I'll do the um, premiership. Uh, Saracens had a really good second half against Harlequins to beat them 29-22. A game of two halves. Mate, it was, it was a cracking game. I'm going to go on to this, this, but it was a cracking game. This was one to look out for, wasn't it? It was. This is one that was played on the Sunday, and I was just looking forward to watching it all weekend. Yeah. I was probably looking, and this sounds a bit funny. Yeah, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. I was looking forward to watching this more. Than I was New Zealand to Wales. Yeah, that's stupid. That's stupid. Anyway, next up. You're stupid. Those actions that you've just done there, stupid. <laughs> Awful. Disgusting. Ah, Wasps beat uh, Bath 27-17. Bath season continues. At home as well. Bath are at home in front of their crowd. Continues to uh, dwindle away from them. Uh, Bristol... Had a good win, 45-33 against uh, London Irish. Leicester Tigers again, 55-26 to against the Northampton Saints. Good Who are win good. for them. Northampton Saints are good, yeah. mate. They play some nice rugby. Leicester Tigers absolutely demolished them. I know. Well, first half, 27-5. Killed yes. them. I think he wanted to go home uh, <laughs> halfway through their coach, New Zealander, can't remember his name now. Used to do the, used to do the hurricanes, hurricanes, hurricanes. hurricanes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Worcester Warriors very good win against the Sale Sharks, twenty seven fourteen. Uh, Exeter Chiefs only just getting through Gloucester. Gloucester are good though at the moment. Yeah, sixteen thirteen. Worcester Warriors and Gloucester. At the moment, with the players they have who aren't internationals, was a big big advantage to them over some of the other teams who mm. their internationals weren't available. So uh, the table top four: Leicester Tigers, Saracens, Harlequins, and uh, the Northampton Saints. And then you've got Exeter Chiefs and Gloucester within touch, two points off fourth. So it's it's looking good. You know, Bristol need to get a bit of a shivy on. Sale Sharks need to get, need to get a, a, shivy a shivy on. on. Bristol is second last. I know. Nine points. Wow. They are adrift. I'm going to go over the Premiership. Uh, this is the NPC 
NBC, Bunnings NPC. Bunning, Bunning NPC. Yeah. So we had here Hawks Bay smashing Manawatu, 40 points to 31. Not smashing really, is it? But, you know, still. Where, where are you looking? Oh, uh, up here. Uh, Waikato beating the Bay, 37-33. Close one. Southland beating Northland, 37-33. Southland, obviously, the record holders for the Shield, which they I learned in the last one. And the mighty Canterbury yeah. tipping over the Tasman, 24-20. Their boys are back. Well, Tasman are losing all the – they've got all the All Blacks out, don't doesn't they? Doesn't matter, so mate. Doesn't it matter. It does matter. And the top four sound like this. Hawks Bay, Waikato, Canterbury, and Wellington. Well, Wellington didn't play this week, so they're a, nah, they're a week alone. behind. Doesn't aren't matter. They? Let's not, let's, <laughs> and then Taranaki, Manamatu, Otago, and Northland yeah. in the championship division. Right, well, mate, I'm going down to the Heartland. Oh, the Heartland. Going down to Heartland. Yeah. Excellent. Here we go. Thames Valley absolutely killed King Country, 50 points to 15. West Coast beating Buller, I like you, Mush, 22. <laughs> 14. Buller at home as well. You know, that's a big match. I've played in those matches. That There are some, you know what, there's some like sheep farmers <laughs> fighting it out, some coal miners fighting it out in those matches. Oh, Hora Whenua. Hora Whenua Kapiti. Oh, sorry. Hora Whenua Kapiti. Carlos Smith came. Uh, Carlos <laughs> Smith. You are Carlos village Spencer. this evening. <laughs> Carlos Spencer oh. used to play for you. Uh, beat uh, Y Rapper. 37-14. Poverty Bay lost to East Coast. Yeah, now that's a derby. 31-28. Oh, no. This is a derby. South, South Canterbury versus New Canterbury. And South Canterbury beat them 43-22. And then uh, Wanganui uh, versus North Otago, 45-12. I can't believe East Coast won again, back to back. Yeah, I can't believe the Buller lost to the West Coast. Well, now. I can. What I, I can. love is Buller's found on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> People on the West Coast and Buller will be, will be not happy no. with me right now. Uh, the internationals we go over to. Uh, Wales, New Zealand, obviously 54-16. was really a decent match for Wales up until the hour mark and then yeah. New Zealand went away with it. Scotland demolishing Tonga. And, you know, you start to see, is there any value in these matches when Tonga don't have access to all their players? It's just money-making for Tonga, really, isn't it? They'll get some of the TV rights. Not much, though. Anyway, Scotland beating them 60-14. But we also got to cover the USA match versus New Zealand, 14-104. Guess who won? (sighs) Interesting game. But this was a great game. Yeah. Australia versus Japan, 32 to Australia, 23 to Japan, and Japan look good. Japan do look good, but so do Australia. They do, and that's what, and that's what caught my eye. Yeah. All right, here we go. Great segue, Mush. Yeah, caught my eye. Caught my eye was the fact that Australia are looking good. Mm. They're getting better and better and better. But what shows just how good Japan is, is that they competed with Australia and made them really work hard for the win. Well, they, they, like you say, they they did compete with them. But I think Australia always looked comfortable. I know that the score was quite close. But I, I just thought that 
Australia always looked like winning. They did always. You know, they 2015. Had like they had more, more to come off the bench. Or they just had a bit more depth, didn't they? But you think when was the last time Japan played a Test match? Yeah, it's been a long time. These boys, you know, would might some would say would be cold internationally, and definitely. You know, they did damn well. Well, a great game will be the Ireland Japan game this weekend. I think it will be. You know. It, I mean, I, I, I think Ireland will win. Is Ireland, have they gone to Japan? I no, Ireland are at home. Ooh. I think that will be the difference. I think yeah. if Ireland had hopped on a plane and going over to Japan, I could see that going there the other way. There are a few really good games this weekend. Because what have we got this weekend? So we've got Italy, New Zealand, obviously. Ugh, waste of time. England, Tonga. Mm, waste, waste of time. time. And then we've got Wales, South Africa. Waste of time. Do you reckon? Yeah, 100%. I reckon Wales are going to win. Nah, no chance. And France, Argentina. That'll be a good match. Yeah. That'll be a good match. And obviously Ireland versus Japan. Another yeah. good match. But there are some waste of times there, unfortunately. You're a waste of time. So, I'm I'm going to... I'll go for my what caught my eye. Now, yes. I, I re-watched like, the highlights of the New Zealand game. And I, I particularly watched TJ Perinara as halfback. Now, defensively... He's a he's a bit of a jockier. He likes to defend, doesn't he? You know, he gets stuck in. He's a big he's a big lad for a scrum half. He is, isn't he? He's wide, yeah. um, and he's tall, six one. He's not six he one. Six he's one. not six he one. He is six one. He's not six one. I promise you. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up. You know what? You've done this before. I'm going to look up. You've done this before, and then you when you read it out, you go, oh, Piranara. one eighty five. I think he is. He's actually one eighty four. So you're right. Well done. He is a big lad. He's a big lad, eh? Yeah. Go on, anyway, you were saying. Anyway, yeah. So what I'm saying is defensive line, <clears throat> halfback normally sort of filters in behind in case yes. there's a grubber or someone makes a break. But every now and then, TJ would time his run to spot tackle one of the, or put that receiver under pressure. This, and if you this, go back and th- watch it. This came from a South Africa. Oh, did it? Yeah, so South Africa had this tactic right. where their, their scrum half generally yeah. will filter in the background, right. but wherever he sees a potential opportunity, okay. he'll fly out and make yeah. that tackle. And that's what TJ did. And it disrupted quite a lot. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if... Aaron Smith or a, di- or a different halfback does the same thing. keeps doing it, you know, for against Italy. You know, we spoke about the uh, fifty twenty two. Yes. Is it going to be inter- internationals? It is. Is it? It was played on the weekend. And it's a great... It's Didn't honestly know that. It, it, It's going to... It is, it is definitely going to improve rugby as a spectacle. Yeah. Because if you don't hang players back, you'll, you'll get nailed. Yeah. So you'll have to hang players back, which then... Give well, space, create, creates, so creates a lot more space. Will Jordan's try? Yes. Oh, God, that was a good try. God, and that was a good try. And then Reese's try. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, that You know, those are the ones good. when you're kicking into that gap, that that player, the defensive player further back doesn't know whether to actually attack the ball or just hang fire. Yeah, you know, you think about Argentina. They had 15 flat. Yeah. You can't do that no more. No. You, you can't. You could, you've got to put three back. Yeah, definitely. Definitely two. Yeah. Definitely two back, if not three. So therefore, you've just taken three men out of your defensive line. You're playing 12s. Oh, I love it. 
Love it. That's where the, that's where the idea came yeah. from. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine if you played twelves and you still needed three back. I know you'd God. have nine on the on yeah. the front line. That would be great. Let's get it going. Yeah, Come on, World Rugby. Yeah, let's not. Uh, okay, so one of the things that caught my eye, and I know it's a week late, but New Zealand 104 versus um, to 14 versus the USA. People were talking this up, and it really worried me. What do you mean by People talking were saying, it up? Oh, it was such a special, you know, all-black performance, and, you know, I haven't seen anything like that from a long time. The honest truth is, it, it was... It wasn't even a second team for the USA. They couldn't pick any of their European players. They could only pick players that were in the country. Right. And I'm really, really sorry. If you put out a second string team against the All Blacks first team, you should lose by over 100 points. So how anyone is talking this up and saying what a special performance was. It was impressive that New Zealand could run at will. And score tries. Well, it was nice from a New Zealand point of view to see all those tries. But it wasn't a special performance. It was like, no. you know, it would be like... It was like professionals playing kids. Correct. Correct. Uh, other one was New Zealand versus Wales B team, I would say. Although would I did you say... Think, I, I did, I did see, I think home. you're being harsh I there. think I am being harsh, actually. I know that there were a couple of injuries. L- loads of injuries. But during the game, I mean, yes. for Wales. And I know that that... But that happens. That happens in a match game of rugby. You've I just got to have thought depth. New Zealand didn't look convincing until the sixty-first minute. But that's that's how the old New Zealand used to play. We've seen that, you know, two three years ago. They grind they grind teams down, and then in, in that last twenty minutes, they put twenty thirty points on. Yeah. Okay. Point taken. I just think we rely at the moment on individual brilliance. You look okay. at all of those yeah. tries, yeah, right? Yeah, I get you. You look at all of those tries that were scored on, on Saturday, Sunday? No, Saturday? I think you're wrong. No, hang I on, think just you're let wrong. me finish. Just let me finish, all right? You always interrupt me. <laughs> it's the other way around normally. Um, but individual brilliance. So we we do not score first phase anymore. We don't make breaks first phase anymore. We What do we do first phase? Are you joking? Scrums and lineouts. We, we, we might get one from a lineout. But we're not going to get much from a scrum. We don't have anything going on. We make no penetration in the midfield. Our scrum was fantastic. Yeah, our scrum was great. Yeah. But we never, we never had anything that made space in first phase. So we were relying on on kick returns. We were relying yeah, okay. on get, turnover yeah. ball. We, yeah. We're New, Ze- New Zealand are the best in the world at turnover ball and kick returns. But if you take that away from from it, yeah. and you say, "Who's did the best? Wales take that away?" No, no. they didn't. No, they okay. didn't. But my point is, you play South Africa, they will. You play England, they will. You play a full strength Wales Island, they will try to, and then you're living on scraps, and you might not only get you might only but get New three Zealand or four chances. Good. New they Zealand are. are good at living on scraps. They are, mate. But I'm just saying to you. And also, we need to be more potent. Individual brilliance. We are, yeah. Individual brilliance. Nah. Subaru Reese try. That was not individual brilliance. No, it started. No, you're it right. It didn't start with you're individual right. brilliance. No, you are it started with a good chase and then a bit of netball passing yeah. to a good try. My point is this. You are wrong. You are right. It's not. When I talk about individual brilliance, I talk about individual brilliance to create the space. 
So it might come from a fantastic sidestep or a wonderful kick over the top. But it, it hasn't come from a planned move like it would have come from before where the All Blacks do something that makes the opposition split in half. You're always relying on a Civeris or a Bowden Barrett. Two intercepts. Or, uh, yeah. Or, or a, I mean, Will a Jordan. Mistake. You're, you're looking for a, the opposition to make a mistake rather than forcing them yeah, to get your Is that game. maybe the New Zealand tactic at the moment? I think it is. And I think it's the, I think when you play the better teams, those, those opportunities, they don't come up. Is the, that's my point. That oh, is my point. Okay, I get you. I get you. Are you going to stop talking now, or can we move on? Uh, yeah, you can move on. Right? Excellent. My question: Are we doing questions? No, now? I got plenty well, more to oh, talk well, about. Well, hurry up then. I got Leicester Tigers and Ndolo, absolutely oh. amazing. The Canterbury win. Yeah. Well, finally, uh, Saracens versus the um, Harlequins. Great game. I was looking forward to watching it. And really, I just thought... Were there good tries in there? Oh, great tries. Great game of rugby. You've, you've changed, really, Dave. Oh, do you know you've what? changed. Danny Keir, mate. Get him into the All Blacks. That's all I've got to say. Three years. <laughs> Three years, Danny. Come over. You've been pinned up by Eddie. So seriously. Surely he's got a Why New not, Zealand though? grandmother, father. Surely. If that rule change comes in. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes, go for listeners' questions, mate. Are you, are you going for the listeners' question? Or do you want me to read it out? Do you want me to read it out? <clears throat> I'll read it out, Mush. I'll read it out. In last week's, two weeks ago, podcast, you spoke about Sonny Bill Williams and that you would not be sure uh, if you were in his shoes, you would make you would not make the same mistakes. So you would make those mistakes. This got me thinking and I wanted to know what you would do to try and protect players in the future. Just think if your son or daughter made it big, what would you do to help them uh, navigate the tricky path of a pro athlete? And that is Fergus from London. Mm, Great question. Very good. These are the things that I wrote down. Um, I would say at the the moment it's 18. So I don't think you can select them until they're 18 anyway especially with the NRL, there is some exceptions you have to go through like committee. But we see in lots of other sports, uh, definitely on football, Yeah, you've got guardianships that you could put them in. So rather than just bringing them over and, um, you know, saying, you know, moving moving this, this yeah, apartment, good luck. <laughs> good luck. You know, you set them up with a guardian. So the guardian you know, lives with the guardian. Other one is payment, you know, <laughs> When you're 18, you don't need a lot of money. Do no, you? you need a bag of sweets, <laughs> packet of chips, yeah, and a couple of couple of boots and some balls. Right, just pay them into a trust fund until they're like 2022. 20, That'll stop them from buying drugs and all yeah. sorts, won't it? So, and then put them through some uni qualifications so they've got a they life outside. Be, they of just need sport. to be busy while they're not training. Like there is quite a lot of downtime. A lot of downtime, and I think. A qualification is is great because if you don't make it as a professional athlete, then what are you going to do? You know, you need something to fall back on. Not everyone's lucky enough to go from playing 148 games and fly helicopters for the rest of yeah. their life. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, you're looking at some people, they, they play for two, three years, get badly injured. That's it. Yep. And then, they've, then they're in the... 
the doldrums. Definitely. Because I tell you what, when you're young, you're not thinking about what you're going to do when you're 44, are you? Nah, not at all. <laughs> it's all about the present or close future. Yeah, definitely. Right, mate, my question to you is who is the best team in the world right now? Harlequins. Harlequins, no, why? rubbish. Sorry, I'm only joking about that. Although I like the way they play. Yeah. Tough question because I'm not going to say New Zealand. Okay. It pains me to say South Africa. They are, or are they world number one? I'm not sure. I think we still might be world number I one. I think we've taken over just because they didn't we, play. They didn't play. Um, I reckon it's really, really hard at the moment to say who's the best. But I would say South Africa, I think, you've still got to give it to them and say in that second test, they beat us. We we needed to win that one to be world number one. We'll keep it. We couldn't do that. But I think if you wanted, if there was a World Cup today, who would win it is yeah. the better question. And, I, and I'm going to say England. I'm going to say if there was a World Cup today, I think England would win it. Why? They've got loads of depth. They've got a coach that if he, you know, obviously would have prepped those players for that World Cup probably better than anyone else in the world now. And I can just see them having enough. Okay. But is that a ridiculous statement? Because South Africa did beat the British Lions. So therefore, but I'm just, I just don't think the way that South Africa wants to play would win them the World Cup again. Do you know what I mean? I think they, they need to change the way they're going to play a little yeah. bit. And I'm yet to see that. Maybe we saw a little bit of that in the All Blacks. What do you, Who do you think? Um, I, I, um, I, I want to say New Zealand, but I think South Africa. Yeah. I, yeah. I could, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the score will be this weekend against Wales. But for Wales, South Wales are weak. <clears throat> Wales are weak. Yeah, yeah, but then it's still a comparison, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's still a comparison, and it'll be interesting to see the England South Africa game. Very interesting. Very, very. Interesting. That'll be a great game. And, to and there's watch. not many, is there? There's not many big Test matches, but that's a big one. New Zealand versus France is the big one. New Zealand Ireland is quite a big one, I think. New Zealand Ireland. Yeah. Are they playing Ireland? Yeah. Oh, that is a big one, isn't yeah. it? That is a big one. Um, I don't know if Australia are playing England. Yeah, neither do I at the moment. I'll, I'll just... You have a little look at it. Yeah. Um, what I would say is it's great that it's there isn't like a definite winner. No. You know, there really is New Zealand, South Africa, Australia are coming up nicely. England are going to be there or thereabouts. France are definitely. I mean, we've kind of forgotten about France, could, but I, I think France are not quite there just yet. But they could be. Well, they haven't been playing, have they? No. God, we've they also could got um, Scotland, Australia this coming weekend yeah, on it's Sunday. That'll be a good game. That'll be a good that'll game. Be a good game. But they're interesting because Karevi's not playing. That's a big difference there. Uh, England Cooper's are playing, playing Australia the following weekend. Yeah. Again, though, without those players, it. I don't think those. It's not a true reflection of where Australia is going to be at. But it's very, very interesting. Mate, okay, my question to you. If you could get any three players' autographs from 
past or present, who would they be and why? Jonah. 100% Jonah, yeah. 100% Jonah um, because he is the best rugby player in the world. Yeah. Ever. Yep. Yeah. Ever. And I mean that not necessarily skills-wise, but the way that he changed the game. Yeah. He changed the game from amateur to professional. Yes, 100%. And he brought crowds in, didn't he? Yes. Wherever he went. Yep. He was... To training. You to, know, training. to training. You yep. turn up to You turn up to watch... World-known name, rugby-wise, where rugby wasn't really well-known. Yes. You know, people knew him all over. Uh, and then I, I... I reckon Christian Cullen. Yeah, he was special, wasn't he? Yeah. He was special. Uh, maybe... Um, What's his name from Australia? Not George Gregan. He's a little weed. Uh, what? Number 15, what's his name? Or 14? Mm. Your favourite player. Roth? Nah. Oh, Wendell Saylor? Nah, not Wendell Saylor. Kurt Lavelle? Your favourite player <laughs> in the world. No. Who is he? Oh, is he? Is he Falawa? No, man. <laughs> Who's your favourite player in the world? Ever. Oh, ever? Yes. Oh, Jonah. No, Australian player. Oh, Campisi. <laughs> oh, my God. Campisi. How long did that take wow, you? Wow, he was a player, man. He was a player. He was uh, a player. No, probably not him. Um, Richie McCaw's got to be in there. Richie McCaw, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll put him in there, but he wouldn't be the top of my list. Um, You've only got three. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need. That's all I want. So you've got Jonah. Yeah. You've got... Christian. Oh, Dan Carter. Yours, so there's your three. Yeah. There's your three. Okay. What about if you had to take them from overseas? Elsewhere. Maybe George Gregan, you know. Yeah, George Gregan. Larkham. Larkham, yeah. Good play, wasn't he? Larkham was a great player. Great player. He used to slice through the all black back line like nobody's um, business. What about the Fords? A Smith? George Smith? Yeah, very good player. Pocock? Hooper? Oh, I, like, I like Hooper, right? Yeah, Pocock, I do like very Hooper. Good. Very His good. eyes are very close together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what about England for you? England, you can only pick an English player. Oh, Johnny Wilkinson. Farrell. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> <Freddie> Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, no. Here's a question for you. Probably Johnny Wilkinson. Na- name players that if they gave you your signature, you'd give it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. Uh, Johnny Barrett. <laughs> Farrell. Yeah, no, I, I would go with Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah. I go Johnny Wilkinson. I would go oh Robinson. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Shane Williams. I like Shane yeah. Williams. Yeah, like him. Brian O'Driscoll. No, no. Never, do you not never, like him? Never. never not oh. that I don't like him. I don't know him, but I just uh, never liked him. You never knew Jonah either. No, no, no. But I, <laughs> I you know, obviously, Brian O'Driscoll just. I just didn't warm to he Brian He was an O'Driscoll. averagely good player. No, he was. He was a good player. Averagely good player. He was a very good player. He wore for gloves. About, for he wore gloves. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Anyone that wore gloves. Yeah, village. He was a very good player for about three years. And then he was a very consistently yeah. reliable player. He was reliable. He was, he was a, um, a Conrad Smith for me. Ma no no. I love a signature. Yes. I love <laughs> a signature. But you know, Conrad Smith defensively just did everything correct. Oh yeah, I agree with that. And it, it wasn't it, amazing on attack. You would say 
people from overseas would say Conrad Smith was an average good player. Yeah. So I, I'm putting him in the same bracket as that. I think that's, that's what a, I mean. Yes. Brian you know, it wasn't super exciting, but just did everything right. Made the right decisions, yes. both in defence and attack. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Mm. Mate, we're going to mm. finish with the debate today. And the debate is, which everyone has debated in their homes all around the world, Bowden Barrett or Richie Mwanga? Oh. Who do you want to say is the best? And I'll go for the opposite. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Richie Mwanga being the best. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you need to uh, obviously say Richie Mwanga is the best. I have yes. to say Bowden Barrett's the best because yes. you've chosen you can go first. Oh, uh, no. You get to go first because I picked first. Okay. So Bowden Barrett. The reason why Bowden Barrett is the best. Yep. Statistically, oh. if you take away his kicking yep. stats, which are uh, questionable at best, he is by far and away the more complete player when it comes to matches played, matches won. He's been around a lot longer. He's been around a lot longer. He's still quality. So we're still seeing him currently. We've played 100 matches. Yeah. We're still seeing him playing now, doing things now that yeah. no one else seems to be able to do. Yeah. If you look at, again, win percentage with him starting at 10, okay. it's higher than Rich Mwanga. Is it? And I think... Do you know that? What are the, what are the, I don't what know, are the stats? I don't... I, don't I, I know it is, but I don't know exactly what it is. Okay, flawed. <laughs> and I think under pressure, he's incredibly calm and collective. Now, you might argue that Rich Mwanga has things that Bowden Barrett doesn't have or okay. whatever yeah. but I would say Bowden Barrett's kicking game is much better also so his running game is different but very effective his kicking game is by far and away better than Richie Mwanga's and I think we've seen since he's been back playing he creates more space for others and in big moments he is more reliable why, why is his kicking game better? Because he puts the All Blacks in better positions in Test Match Footy. He also, his cross-field kick is amazing. So there was a kick, there was a few kicks against Wales where it was just like, why Why have you kicked it? I didn't see Bowden that. Barrett, why have you kicked it? Because, it, you know, it's that five metres too far, easy catch, mark. Okay, mate, you go, you go t- sell it to me, Richard Mung is better. <laughs> sell it to me. He's from Canterbury. Oh, sold. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> no, um, Richie Mwanga's running game, like you say, is different, but I think it's better. And I think it's better because he's got a step. He's got that flamboyancy that Bowden Barrett doesn't have. Bowden Barrett's got raw speed. And in, in sport, you can't beat raw speed. I'll give you that. So I've won then, because he's no. got raw speed. And you just said that you can't beat raw speed, so therefore I've won. <laughs> His kicking off the tee is loads better, but you don't need any of that anymore because you've got Geordie, Geordie Barrett. Barrett. So that's, and that's my I biggest argument. Can, my yeah, biggest no, argument. I, I, I agree with you on that one, where if you take goal kicking out of it completely... I think Bowden Barrett potentially does just get him at the post. But I think Richie Moanga is a flamboyant 10 that New Zealand don't have. 
Okay. So my, we've, my other we've point... We've only had... Re- we've had good 10s, but they've been reasonably boring. And I mean reasonably boring. Andrew Murden's... Yeah. Pretty boring. Oh, I loved Andrew Murden's. I know you did. He's from Canterbury Daniel as well. Daniel Carter from Canterbury. Good, very good player. Everyone will say that. But he wasn't very flamboyant. When he Bowden was younger, Barrett. Yeah, when he was younger. Okay, give you that. A Richie Moinga is a bit like Carlos Spencer. Yes, Plays off and the this, cuff. And this actually goes back to my point. Right, we're talking about who's the best starter. Bowden yep. Barrett's the best starter. Richie Moinga's fantastic off the bench. I think Changed it should the be game. the other way around. See, I disagree. I think it should be Richie Moinga to start and then Bowden Barrett with his pace. And as you say, he puts other players into space. When it's a good point, defense, when defense is tired, he's going to be running at that defense, and then he puts other players into space, which will then guess or have the defense guessing. And when they guess to go out wide, he's going to use his pace to go straight through, and he's got great pace. You're right; he does have good kicking game, but I think Richie Wong also has a great kicking game. Okay, so if, if Richie Wong has a great kicking game, yep. explain to me. Why, when we played Argentina last year and they were playing a fat, a flat 15, he didn't spot it. That's my point. No one else spotted it. No, but he's playing at 10, mate. Yeah. But and he should have spotted that. If he, if he had a good kick game, he should have seen that space, acres and acres and acres of space, and he should have been pinning Argentina back in corners, and he didn't. And Was Bowden Barrett playing 15? I don't think so. Because if he was, he would have spotted it and he would have been pinging them into the corners. <laughs> well, we don't know, do we? But I think Richie Moong has got short kicking game is better. Yeah, his, his, his attacking game. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's Who's bl- better defensively? I know who. I, I'm going to say Richie. McKenzie. Oh, he's amazing, <laughs> eh? I think they're very different. Bowden's very, very good at stopping them from scoring. Like, the amount of times I've seen Bowden hold players up over the line. But running for that corner flag as well, a bit like McKenzie. Yeah. But I think Richie's... Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stats them out. So next week, we're going to start the show with me statting them out, right? Okay. And we'll go, we'll be like Moneyball. If those at home that haven't watched Moneyball, you've got to watch Moneyball. Okay, let's let's do our own though. You do Bowden Barrett. Yeah. So then we can sort of... Oh, very good. So I'll do Bowden. Yeah, I'll stat them out. And you do Richie. And we'll we'll agree... Yeah. Apart from their kicking off the tee, because we've 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 said it doesn't matter. No, let's matter. just no, it doesn't matter. Just, but just doesn't matter, mate. <laughs> but just to put it in there, let's see okay. what it's like. But okay. it doesn't matter. You're right. All right, and we're only going to go off what the international stats. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Because we're we're talking about the international game. Okay. I am going to put his Canterbury his um, Crusaders in. Sorry. But just to, just to see what it is like comparing. Okay. All right, mate, that was good, eh? Mm. So we're going to find out who. We'll put right. that on the Twitter and see who uh, who they think. Yeah, Bowden Barrett or yeah, and Richie why Moinga. though? We want to know why because it's very easy to go. Oh yeah, Bowden Barrett or Richie Moinga. Yeah, but why? <laughs> As we found out, that's the hard part. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm just talking out my backside, <laughs> mate. I've missed you, big fella. Hey, it's been good, you. though, eh? What, been away from me? Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm oh, I got something. Back. Oh, yeah. I emceed a wedding over Did the you? summer holidays. Oh, yeah. Right. 
Great fun. I've done it too. Have you? Yeah, I've done it for I my reckon, sister's wedding. Okay, so, okay. I'm putting this out there. Tobes, oh, here right? we go. If someone lives in England yeah. and they want me and Tobes to MC their wedding. Yeah. We'll for be a, good for at a, it though. For a nominal fee. <laughs> expenses covered type thing, you know. It depends where there. it is. I don't mind paying for an Airbnb and just getting like free booze and that sort of thing at the wedding. Yeah. I only drink Diet Coke, mate. You do only drink Diet Coke. <laughs> You're going to be boring as. <laughs> uh, we'll come and do your wedding fair. Definitely. And we'll right. do it well, though. Oh, yeah. We will take it seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly did this wedding. Yeah. I just had so much fun. And everyone else seemed like they were having fun, yeah. too. Yeah. So that's amazing what happens when you have a few beers. You find people <laughs> like me funny. <laughs> so if you want us to do your wedding, yeah. then... Uh, yeah, we'd do it, won't we? Yeah, it would definitely great do fun. it. Yeah. Great fun. That would be hilarious. Uh, but anyway, thank you very much for listening. If you could support us by writing a review, giving us a like, sharing is caring. Emails, all that sort of yeah, thing. Embarrassing stories. Yeah. We want more stories like Kano's. Definitely. Definitely. I'm sorry, Kano. I was a bit harsh with Kano, wasn't I, as well? You w- yeah, you were, yeah. I went a bit deep. Oh, well, I'm sure he's a fantastic player. <laughs> Especially with the name Kano. He might have been Kano the All Black Kano. Kano the Mano. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, mate, until next week. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.